some goodness from Matthew Morgan from the brand new Notre Dame Hounds Junior A players gotta give him tons of prop as it is July the 2nd 2021 and uh, the SJHL season is uh, about two and a half months away my name is Jamie Nugabauer as you probably know, and uh, this is the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A podcast. I have a, a special guest on the podcast today. It is the head coach and GM of the Hounds Junior A, Brett Pilkington. I will play that for you in a minute, but I wanted to uh, send a shout out to Matt Morgan uh, for making that sweet intro. That will be the intro for a lot of Notre Dame Hounds Junior A material this year. And uh, it's very, very good. He's very, very good at DJing. He also seems very good at body checking people and playing defense and being a solid defenseman. And I'm very excited to see him play for the Hounds uh, this year. And uh, yeah, it should be great. No, there's a schedule floating out there. No, it's not finalized yet, but... It's going to be a fun fall season of SJHL hockey, fingers crossed. But I don't want to take too much of your time. I want to go right into it with Brett. So here we go. It's Brett Pilkington on the Hounds Junior A podcast. Thanks for your time. All right. Well, welcome back to the Notre Dame Hounds podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Nugabauer, joined by the Hounds Junior A GM and and, uh, head coach, uh, Brett Pilkington. Brett, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? Not too bad, Jamie. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great to, great to talk to you again. Uh, if you don't know, just joining us, uh, Peyton Jerome, uh, the last of the 2,000 birth years from the uh, COVID-shortened season uh, of the Hounds Junior A to uh, receive his commitment. We'll be playing for the Minot State Beavers, uh, where a lot of SJHLers have gone in the past, which is pretty cool. Um, the list goes on, but uh, how, is there a sense of relief? How do you feel about uh, you know the fact that it's um, you know a kind of a, a mission accomplished for all these guys to, to kind of know where they're going next year? Uh, not so much a sense of accomplishment or anything like that. It's uh, you know when you got those kids in your program there, and uh, you set up a plan at the end of the year, at the start of the year for these guys, it, it's pretty easy to move them on and. And a lot of that has to go back on that those individuals as people and as players that uh, the resumes are there and, and the plans in place to move them on to the next level. Is there, uh, I guess, I guess is the, are there, uh, you know, relationships too that, that you feel like, um, you know, Notre Dame as an institution has with uh, certain people that, um, you know, to some degree when guys throw on that jersey, uh, you know, they get a little, uh, you know, extra second look just because those guys, you know, know about hounds or are hounds themselves just because they're hounds or coaches everywhere. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, when you have a program that, are, that is a uh, hundred years old there, uh, you got a lot of good hockey people and people in general that have come through the program that are now all over the world. And, um, you know, and those people that have been through the program understand the culture and the type of people that, uh, are developed through, uh, Athel Murray College here at Notre Dame. Yeah, and you know this. I look at the list of the the nine guys who uh, have committed from the, the the team. You know, six of them, you know, two thousands, and uh, it's so uh, you know obviously it was it was so crushing for so many people to not be able to play more games to see where they could go. 
Um, but is there is there any sense of uh, relief that you know it, from you from either both you personally, also from talking to those kids that uh, that they have found a spot? Because obviously, you know, they put in the work. You and I know that very well. You know that better than me. Um, so they they they've earned it themselves. But is there some relief too that given the given the pandemic and how difficult everything is, that uh, these guys have found their spots? Well, for, for me, again, the the process of moving on to. Is a process of three or four years for a lot of these players, and you know, yeah, they, they missed this last year and parts of the year before, but the resume is built from day one when they step into junior hockey, and uh, you know, these schools down south or up up north here, you know, they can backtrack through video and 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 revisit their resumes as time goes. So, yeah, I, I mean, it is disappointing that we got blacked out here by the pandemic, but at the end of the day, uh, the resumes are in place and. Um, the conversations between the schools and the players are what, at the end of the day, fit these kids into into homes at the next level. Yeah, and you know, obviously, um, having a guy like Kevin Anderson commit to Princeton, um, but then you know, the, all the guys that uh, are are going to other places, be it D three, be it uh, the club level, are all places that you know you're very familiar with. Mitch is familiar with guys around Notre Dame. Uh, you know, are are familiar with, um, you know, what does it say about uh, about the, I guess maybe the type of guys that uh, that you have sought to bring in, that Mitch has sought to bring in, um, that that you know they they can get to this uh, this point and get their commitments. Is there a specific guy that you feel can it kind of connects to the the college level that way? Well, for for me, uh, at the end of the day, you know. The, the job uh, my staff has done here at Notre Dame, bringing in players that uh, want to play after junior is, is the number one piece of the puzzle, right? Uh, if you, you know, you bring in players that, uh, you know, want to just ride out their junior career and then say, you know, go, go into the real world or finish hockey at 20. Well, th- those aren't, those aren't the kids that uh, we're looking for at, at Notre Dame. We're, we're looking for the kids that want to, keep going with their hockey careers and their education at the same time. And, um, you know, like I said, again, I, I give a lot of props to my staff that has, has gone out and through trade or through recruitment and uh, brought in the type of kids that uh, are looking to further both. Yeah, and, you know, to further that point, you know, it, it's it's never just the past. Uh, and, it, you know, the, the, the future always, uh, it, it, you know, it has to be held importantly as well. And, um, you know, I mentioned Kev Anderson going to Princeton and this long list of guys that are, uh, you know, going somewhere and going to good places, be it to, you know, to work hard, develop, become pro hockey players maybe one day or or just as importantly, just as great, you know, go into their fields of interest. And I think that's equally important. And and I know I know you agree from from knowing you, but, you know, how's that uh, helped to some degree to say to kids, Hey, look, we have a Kev Anderson going to Princeton. You know, we have, you know, the list goes on Hardy Wagner to Lake forest, Riley Kahanik to a great spot like St. Norbert's like all, all like obviously the superior boys from a couple of years ago to Wisconsin, just in terms of recruiting to say, you know, we have been able to, to move guys on even with the pandemic. Well, I mean, it never hurts. Nuge. It's uh, you know, to, to have those guys that are moving on to help develop your program. But at the end of the day, you know, the biggest piece of it is the relationships between the staff and, and, and the player is, I feel, is number one in today's world. It doesn't matter if it's hockey or business or schooling. 
um, the relationships are what tied people to uh, programs or businesses. So, yeah, it, it does help to, you know, mention that, you know, we've moved on X amount uh, players as a staff, but uh, uh, that's only the, the first step in the process. Uh, you know, uh, and like I said before, the biggest step in the process is the relationship between staff and player um, and, and the school and the player. So, uh, yeah, so I, I believe that those are the, the biggest pieces of the pie. For sure. And then uh, just a last question for you, Brett. Really uh, appreciate your time. Um, you know, the, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League um, seem, you know, wants to have a certain vision and wants to be, uh, uh, I think, a league that is competitive in the Canadian Junior A landscape and is moving kids on to good places, um, you know, both to try to become pro hockey players and, as I mentioned before, equally importantly to know to to become businessmen and tradesmen and whatever they want to be um i think those are equally important uh, and we've talked about that before but um you know w- what have you seen from the sjhl as you've you know had a couple of years interacting being in the league i didn't have uh, i guess had a shortened time being the head coach but uh obviously you had to deal with all sorts of things that maybe other coaches haven't had to deal with so you can survive this past year maybe you can survive any of them but uh you know what have you seen from the sjhl in terms of a league that prepares kids on and off the ice for uh, the next level? Well, for me on that aspect, um, you know, we are, we are trying to get younger. We are trying to build players resumes within the SJ. So what I mean by that is we're trying to get the kids at 17 and 18 to come to the SJ and then stay for their, their careers. And, um, you know, by doing that, that gives the SJHL as a, a proven league where we're not bringing kids in after they played a year or two uh, somewhere else. And, um, you know, as far as the league goes, this is what we got to continue to do. We got to continue to get younger and, and let our kids grow within our league. And uh, I think we're making strides in uh, the right direction as a league to, in, in order to do this. Uh, obviously time will tell. And, uh, you know, and when I'm looking at my program with me, with our staff there, uh, that's a big focus point for us uh, in this upcoming year is to, to get younger and get the kids in that uh, want to push. And, uh, you know, I, I got to get a little, a lot of props to, uh, you know, my staff, which, you know, which is uh, Mitch Paradis, Trevor Sable in the north of Saskatchewan, Travis Young in the south here, um, you know, my, my guys in Alberta and BC, and then, uh, you know, my number one contact in the States that helps us out, John Holt, has done a wonderful job for this program. And, and you know, I, I reap the benefits of all the hard work, uh, you know, my staff is putting in day in and day out, even during a pandemic, to uh, give me the opportunity to make our team younger and, and help these kids build resumes from 17 and 18 years old up and, and push to uh, the schools and that they're interested in, whether it's youth sports, uh, ACHA Division Three, Division One, and uh, this is the this is the plan we put in place uh, a couple of years back when Phil Wall was still here, and uh, you know we're we're continuing to move forward with it. For sure. Well, don't give Travis Young too much credit for anything, really. I think that's dangerous. I'm just kidding, Trav. Just kidding. But uh, thank you so much uh, for your time, Brett. Uh, I'm sure we'll be touched soon. And thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Nuge, and uh, enjoy your summer.